It's Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Gwen at That's My Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week, we let you in on it. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm Glenn at Bedstuy Brat. And I'm Sade at Black Girls Texting. We're back, finally. Sorry, guys. It's been a minute. It's been a week. I know, is but it? like, I feel like that's like... <laughs> this is gonna sound so annoying but i'm like i feel like for our loyal people they're like where the fuck are y'all at guys i mean we have to eat our turkey too <laughs> and our mashed potatoes and yams and whatever people eat what you know about yams <laughs> she oh yeah you probably not call yams <laughs> no we have candied yams y'all have y'all candied yams yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Who was doing? What are all the sounds? <laughs> um, yeah, I have candied yams. Cause remember, my mom was from North Carolina, or lived there. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, should we do a quick Thanksgiving debrief? How was your Thanksgiving? Go. Our turkey day because we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Excuse the fuck out of me. Now she's a Black Panther. You know. Oh my god. Call me. You can still call it Thanksgiving and not be associated with that shit, though, right? I mean, I I do love the idea of Thanksgiving. Like, your whole family gets together, you eat, you break bread. But, like, just call it Turkey Day. I don't eat turkey. Okay. Oh, God. Call it Tofu Day. You You know what? I didn't mean for it to really change. Family dinner? With that being said, Thanksgiving was great. So what are we talking about today? So today we're talking about the illustrious film that came out yes, and it's called Queen and Slim. Yes. Okay, illustrious. Oh my fucking God. I just saw it this week. We were invited to see a screening um, with Envision, but actually Shade and I were in Mexico City over the holiday. What Being thought The holiday. No, wait, there was no thought tree at all. I don't even believe that, but okay. I but I went. Really wasn't. A thought occurred. I Are you serious? I'm shocked. System. No? Mm-mm. But no. Chelsea, you went to the screening with Envision. What was that like? Oh, it was wonderful. Wait, before I start about the screening, can we just really quick all say what we give it out of 10? Mm-hmm. I'm giving okay. it a 10 out of 10. Okay. Tens, tens, tens across the board. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm giving it. Well, okay. For one, if you listen to this episode, you're gonna hear fucking spoilers. So like, it's a wrap. If you, you should have already seen it. If you right, like, don't click this. But anyways, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. I would have given it a seven, but I'm giving it an eight for the ending. But like, if it didn't end that way, that shit was getting like a six point five seven. What? Damn. What? All right, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Okay, so yes, I went to the screening with Envision. It was wonderful. Shout out to Envision Fest for putting that together. And it was in conjunction with Kirby. So he is like the designer, the mind, the creator, founder behind Pierre Moss. Um, And yeah, it was just really cool. They rented out the theater. Everyone had like popcorn and drinks. Um, 
it was awesome and it was like black as fuck it was a lot of cool people i met there but anyways so we get to this film and i don't know what were you all expecting wait well i i have so many questions okay i want to know where you saw it too shade because i've been talking to a few people that saw it different places and like the the tone and the vibe of the theater Mm-hmm. made a really big impact on the way people viewed it and of course it opened over the holiday weekend and there was this big push for everyone to go see it within that weekend to like run up those numbers i should check and see like where the um like what the the revenue was but i remember seeing something around like 18.5 million on the opening weekend which was like they were saying the words outperformed its expectations which is which is awesome but um yeah, where'd you see it, Shade? And what was the vibe like? Because I heard people were like walking out of theaters, getting tight. It was getting crazy. Shit was getting real tense watching this movie. Damn, walking out. Walking out. People like, were like walking bougie, bougie out people? of the theater at the end that you said the game oh, changing okay. end. People were walking the fuck out. Okay. Well, I saw it in Oakland. Um, the theater was black as it was crazy. It was really? like, I felt like I was on Court Street. Like Court again. Street, yes. I went like, to go see it at Court Street. Niggas yelling at the screen. I was like, yo, yes. is this dead ass happening right now? Like people were like talking. I was like, oh, okay. It's it, this is hap- this is what's happening. I'm like, this this is my environment. And I just like leaned all the way in. Like things are happening. I was sitting next to these girls mad cute they all like had bottles they like snuck in little nips in the theater and like there were moments where i was like this is too much and they were like i know girl like we were over here like stressed oh my god damn i wonder how it was at like a mad white theater i know i was thinking that too i was like are white people even going to see this movie yeah let me not say that of course they are but like i didn't see any in my theater not one. I mean, I I had me neither. You know, I say this to say I, I like to go to BAM in Brooklyn. You know, little cinema. That's where vibes. the bougie blacks go. I was gonna they, say that's probably where the bougie blacks was. They didn't out have. The theater. They didn't even have Queen and Slim. It's still <gasps> not there. Are you dead what? Ass? I'm dead ass. I was Bam. very confused. So I went to Court Street. The OGs know. <laughs> <laughs> Pop my ass around the corner because I worked right over there. Went to Court Street. Did you see a couple movies? Screening. No, I didn't go. Should have. There was like nobody there. It was like a good four o'clock. But me and the few folks that were there, it was getting very. It was active in that theater. We were definitely getting tight. There, <laughs> we'll get into this. But like when he calls his dad on the phone, they're in the theater. Like, get off the phone, you wildin'. Get off the phone. See, this is how you gonna get y'all fucked up. Same. Yeah, you I was like, you're wildin'. But also, <laughs> I was like, yes. When he, the dad hung up the phone. Yeah, because he's the OG. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, I think the experience of going to see a film is, um, especially when there's something that you can, we can all partake in, like, as a community. Like, I think about when people get excited for these, like, superhero films that I don't know shit about and I don't care. And they become super polarizing. And it's like, are you going to go see it in the opening week? And blah, 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 blah. And it, like, it, like dominates the culture. And it's something that, like, everybody is talking about. Like, that is what Queen and Slim, that's the moment Queen and Slim is having right now. And even, like, the um, the, the soundtrack came out before the film even came out. Oh, and my God. We need to talk about the soundtrack. Super, super hype. Yeah. yeah and I was watching sure. this interview with Lena, and she was saying that, like, they wanted... A lot of what this film was trying to do was to make it this, like, black renaissance... Like, to, like, capitalize off of, almost, but sort of bolster this black renaissance that we're having and bring back the hype around 
movie going and having the soundtrack go along with the film and that's something mm-hmm. that lives along with the film and like like a love jones to to exactly like a love jones yes so i think okay that wait that's the i feel like cultural moment this is having i feel that's like just sort of the foundation the film yeah like, let's go kind of like go through it let's go through it. like there's a lot of moments a lot of references so wait 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 wait, wait, wait. sorry 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 just okay. because we were talking about the soundtrack before we jump off of the soundtrack yeah really quick The soundtrack was really special to me because if you look at the soundtrack, it had all different types of black music. Mm -hmm. Like they had gospel, they had like blues, they had I think there's a fella on there. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to point that out. Like the soundtrack was like, I feel like they really put a lot of thought into that, must have, because it really like pulled from every aspect of blackness. I mean, I feel like the only thing they forgot was like reggae and calypso, but it was pretty fucking black. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think all of that kind of adds to the kind of setting the foundation of what this film was trying to do is to be this black ass film. Like Lena, in all her interviews, she's like, this is a black film. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a about a, this is a black family made this film. This is all about blackness. Um, yeah. And I mean, let's get in, get into it and how they kind of created that. So right the, with whole, the plot. yeah, the whole sort of basis of the film this couple goes out on not we can't even call them a couple. This this black man and black woman go out. It's on a, a Tinder, Tinder date. date. A yeah, Tinder it's literally date, a Tinder date. Which also let's just talk about how striking it is to see like two chocolatey fucking beautiful black people sitting mm-hmm. together as the lead in this film the entire time was yeah. just everything. So it opens and they're sitting in this diner having this kind of awkward meal, and I love where she's sort of like, why are you taking me to this diner? And he's like, it's black He had me fucked up on the diner. I was yeah. like, nah. <laughs> Well, they're also from different social classes, it kind of seems. It seems, yes. yeah, Say, yeah. Same Be- Well, because, I mean, maybe not where she comes from, but absolutely what track she's on, maybe, mm-hmm. because she's like a, she's a lawyer. I mean, a defense yeah. lawyer, but, so she's not like making bank, but she's a lawyer, she's well-educated, and he works at Costco. Yep. So he works at Costco. Works I missed that completely. Sure yeah, he's he said a the lady cashier. In the place is on his li- comes on his line. When did got... they say that? During in the, the date. restaurant. Yeah, the, the one of the servers is a mm-hmm. woman that comes to Costco's every Sunday and like checks oh, out with him. Oh, I thought that he just said he lent that lady his Costco card. Okay. Girl, you were not That's paying why attention. You gave it a Y'all seven, know I don't do movies. This is a struggle for me to stay awake. So I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, so they're already like. I feel like they already were setting it up as like they're kind of yes they're both black but they're kind of very different like even the fact that he's so religious like his license plate mm-hmm. said like trust God or something and she's like an atheist and he's like I don't know they just seem very different I love that too like I think the fact that the plate said trust God speak to like the importance of faith in his life but also like a dude that has vanity plates on his like white, I forgot the kind of car he had. A Honda Accord. Yeah, white like Honda it just, Accord. It's just a whole character. Like your back, mm-hmm. your license plates say "Trust God." I, yeah, I'm just obsessed. I I really fucked with him from from jump. To be honest, also yeah. the fashions. Like, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go bit by bit. I know, I know. I know. We're jumping all over the place. Wait, but, like, I'm, I'm speaking to her outfit in that moment. You literally could just tell right there, like, this bitch is not a joke. She comes right. in, she's got the turtleneck, she's got the cream pants, she's got her hair. She had this cream boots, in a fucking, What was he, in a sweatshirt? I don't even know Probably. what's happening. And then yeah. she had the white, like, lingerie underneath. I'm like, this bitch matched through and through. She's bad. She's but, a bad bitch, yeah. But really, just quickly, to jump back to the dichotomy between the two of them, 
uh, I listened to this, um, you know, P- Lena and Melina talking about the characters and Lena when writing the two of them, she said one was like a representation of Martin Luther King and one was Malcolm X, obviously Slim being Martin Luther King, Queen being Malcolm X. And then towards the end, they kind of switch slowly. You know, you oh, I see thought it was Qu- the other way. No, Queen is the you one should... who's like, we got kill him. Like, we need to go. Queen yeah, is the one definitely. who's like, put the cop in the trunk. Queen is the yeah. one who's like, she's, and then she she's about it. By the end? Mm, okay. And then and by the end, she's like the one that's praying. She's the one who's like, you know, it's yeah, it's like, yeah, that was her. She said that was kind of like a guiding principle while she was writing these characters. No, and I okay, so I'm really interested in the dichotomy, like the 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 yeah, dichotomy or just the way that they played off of each other. Because I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was like, he didn't like, well, not he didn't like his friends and his circle are like that. Slim's character is is weak. And there's even a moment like that in the film where, you know what, let me just catch up the listeners even though you guys have been listening. So basically, they shoot this... This is for people who have seen the film, by the way. Okay, so yeah, Slim shoots the, 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 the police officer who was literally wilding and like that moment was super intense to watch and they basically realize like, yo, we have nothing else to do but run right now. And being that Queen is a lawyer, I was thinking this because part of me was like, she, she hopped so quickly into, like, we need to run. And there wasn't a moment of pause, like, yo, do we go home and sit down? Maybe I can represent you in court. Maybe we should do right. like, There was no other thoughts. She was like, the only thing we can do right now is run. And she immediately hops into action, and he takes the back seat. And some critiques are like, why is his character so weak? Like, we're seeing this, this woman being the, the woman that's, like, driving the whole shit. And, I mean, obviously, I think that there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I wonder, how did y'all feel about his character? Did you find him to be? I didn't think he was weak. weak. I thought he was a little more thoughtful and, you know, rational. And she was a little more like rash. Like he was like, okay, I mean, this is what I would think, right? You're in front of a cop car. We know that cop cars have cameras. He fucking shot her. This is obviously self-defense, right? So Mm -hmm. while she's like, yeah, it's self-defense, but you're a black person. So... Chances are you could get off, but there are also chances that they're still going to fucking put you away because you killed a cop at the end of the day. But he's thinking of the good in the world. Like, but hey, like I I didn't you know, it's clear that this is self-defense. And I don't know. I think I was thinking that, too. I was like, yeah, but like maybe they could get off. And honestly, when as the film continues, you realize when you start hearing more about the police officer that they killed that they probably would have gotten off because this police officer had already killed someone Mm -hmm. and it was already questionable. So this was his second, you know, time doing this. Mm -hmm. So they, they probably could have gotten off, but you know, then they, they went from, you know, killing someone out of self-defense to putting a sheriff in a trunk to stealing cars to, you know, things just escalated. (laughs) Yeah, but it was sort of like they just kept feeling like they had to do what they had to do. Right, but so if they had just sat there and chilled, they might have been fine. What yeah. would you guys have done in that moment? Would you have run or would you have just like stayed? I would have stayed. I think I would have stayed. Y'all are wildin'. And my friend but there's, like, there's a camera. Yeah, the whole thing, when you watch the thing on film, it's like clearly, it's clear to me that the cop wild the fuck out. But and like, she's a lawyer. Right. I would have been like, I'm taking this to, to trial. I'm an excellent lawyer and mm-hmm. we're going to get off. 
But where was the? Can you all remind me of the city where the first scene takes place? Is that Ohio? In that's Ohio. Ohio. In okay, Ohio. so that's another piece of it. Exactly. In Ohio, the death penalty is still alive and well. Exactly. Yeah. So if they had not gotten off, they would have been killed either way. Mm. Um. That's what and, I was thinking. I was like, it's a YOLO moment, and for me, like, all right, it's it is what it is. So we just gonna we just gonna do this and see what happens. But then it's like, I'm not driving across the country. I'm like booking a ticket immediately or getting on a boat. You, I don't know. You can't you book can't a flight. You can't, you can't do, do that. that. No, they didn't know their names till the next day. Yeah, but like all, like off the jump, like the minute they find out that that cop is dead, like all your shit's getting run. Like your phone, your cards, your everything. You can't just get on a plane. I no, always the, wonder that. I'm always like, there has to be a window when they could get on a plane before they would know. Like, what if No, that's the window. Like they literally had to go hour, right away. Right away and you're on a flight. People do it. It happens. But like, it was the middle of the night. It, I, but it was so crazy. She was like, we're going to my uncle's house. We going to New Orleans. I'm like, you're going where? You're driving to whom? I know. It's like, wait, aren't you in Ohio? New where? And so that's another piece of the symbolism of the film. Notice they're going from north to south, yes. which is kind of the opposite of like the Great Migration. And of your, it's like a story of, it's imagine them as runaway slaves almost, mm-hmm. but escaping from the north and finding yep. refuge in the south, and like. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, too, I find that, you know, the um, the road trip story is such a classic American story mm-hmm. in cinema, in literature, like people going off to find themselves on the great open road. But these this couple or these two black people are finding themselves, but within the circumstances of something extremely crazy and that they're doing it on a road trip through the South, but specifically like small black southern communities like going from new orleans and then going to that little town where they go to that juke joint which i want to talk so much more about like every place that they're finding refuge are these like black towns i don't know and also and Mm -hmm. also there was a white person that really helped them and held them down too so you know the film while it didn't have any white saviors thank god they did show a lot of like white allies yes but Let's just hop there, right? So basically, they're driving through all these different towns, and you don't see any white people until they get to, I think they're in Florida, which is supposed mm-hmm. to be their last stop before they can finally get free. Their, their plan is to, like, take a flight to Cuba. And this white guy that her uncle, who, who they went to stay with in New Orleans, he knows this dude that is going to set them up with somebody that has a plane that can fly them over. But this is the first time, once they get to that man's house, that we see white people on screen. And I felt so uncomfortable as soon as they walked into that home granted mm. the guy's wife chloe 70 which i hated to see her in that kind of role because i kind of stand her um what else she is she in bitch um kids i think she's in kids oh, okay and just a couple of other like random shits um she was being a little bitch she was just like why do you have these outlaws in our home etc etc but i found it so interesting and i think this is done on purpose that as soon as you enter the home of these white people i felt immediately uncomfortable and all Mm -hmm. these other spaces that they've been in that were black as hell felt like safety like you can even see when they pull up to that house there's like a white woman on her porch watching them walk in and you know those are the people that snitched on them yeah of course yo some people are pulling up here something something's going on the cops need to come and sit outside yeah, and that's know. also I, the point I, I in the that film. That something to like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. That's also the point in the film where we just get the information that um, like a price has been put on their head. Like if you snitch on them, you get I think it was like two hundred thousand dollars cash. Yeah. When the wife's like that could pay off our whole mortgage. And Queen is like, are you going to tell turn us in? Right. Right. And I think so to scale back a little bit. Right. We were talking about how Lena Waithe wanted to position this film as being black as hell. Right. And then we get this moment where there you barely see any like, you know, presence of whiteness in the film at all until that moment. Scaling back and thinking about like what makes this feel like a black film. What would be some ways that you would define it in that way? Like what stood out for y'all as you watched it that was like deeply resonant or that you identified with that you think positions it in that way? I feel like they had like little moments where it was like only if you're black would you understand like the Luther conversation. Did you like skinny or fat Luther? Oh my god, that Luther? was hilarious. Yeah, that, like that's not something that's trying to be, you know, you know, touch everyone's hearts. You only a certain per- type of person is gonna even understand that conversation. Completely. Um, yeah. What else? Lena said she wanted to write the film in our native tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, there's, uh, of course, Love Jones. Lena Waithe also loves Love Jones. So I feel like we're connected in that way. But there was like, you know, he makes the soundtrack, the playlist for their date, and In a Sentimental Mood is on the soundtrack, on the playlist. And she's mm-hmm. like, did you like In a Sentimental Mood before or after Love Jones? Because, of course, mm-hmm. that's like the iconic scene where they dance to it in the bedroom. Um, I really found, though, that scene where they stop at that juke joint which they said would have been like their second date. And he's like insistent that they go dancing. That shit pissed me off. What? It, and, and, and I saw this in a lot of the critiques. It made no sense. What are you talking about? Why? Like I'm on the run. I'm going to stop at a juke joint. I mean, I, I get mean, how it was beautiful for a film a and like romantic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but so, when I was looking on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, and of course, a lot of the negative critiques did come from white critiquers. Um, and a lot of what they said was it just wasn't realistic. And that kind of pissed me off because I was like, OK, first of all, it is realistic that like a fucking racist white cop could do this. And, you know, mm-hmm. as a black person, your mind jumps to I need to go on the run because the justice system doesn't give a fuck about me. That is realistic. Mm-hmm. But certain mm-hmm. things in the film were so fantastical which I just, I let go because of the fact that, like, yes. I like the film overall, but yeah, right. I but, completely but yeah, I'm, I'm not stopping at a juke joint. I, I, don't, I, didn't, I completely agreed in a lot of, I mean, even to go back to, I just think, like you said, you know, the justice system would probably not serve, serve them, but I still probably would have sat down for a second and thought, like, maybe I could fight this case or, like, there were just a couple of ways that it was moving that just felt like it was not all the way realistic, but I just, I just went with it because I think their chemistry was so strong and it just was operating in the space. Like, I feel like it is its own space and time. So I just went with it. Um, but yeah, it was kind of wild that they would stop at that juke joint, but also I think in the back of their minds, they might've thought like, we probably are going to die. This probably might not end well for us. Like they kept fighting and fighting and fighting along this journey, but they didn't really know where it was going to take them. They were making the plans up as they went. Yeah. So they might as well try to live along the way. And I think that was what felt maybe That's true. quote unquote unrealistic was that like you're seeing them still try to live versus being like super like, I don't know, freak the fuck out, which 
you would imagine most people would be. But that's what makes it so dope to watch is that they're taking these moments to like do things for themselves, like yeah. dancing, like ride a horse, like stick their head out a window as the car is speeding down the road or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that juke joint it- moment, it felt, I think what made it realistic though was that they went in there. As soon as they walked in that space, I was like, oh, they are okay here. This was an okay move to make because mm-hmm. nobody's going to say shit. They're gonna, everybody's going to hold them down in this room. Well, that's when, when we that find out said, that I they're know, like, well known yes oh my i was weeping weeping mm-hmm. fucking bawling when she gave him that drink for free and that yeah. woman saluted her and him as they were dancing i couldn't take it it was so yeah. fucking beautiful and it's um, yeah and it's crazy like another piece of the film was that you don't find out their names till the very end like the whole movie there, they go on name too. And I was like, all of this is so symbolic of like, you know, the people that we have lost, like, yep. you know, the Sandra Blands, the Trayvon Martins, you don't know it goes on and on and die. on. You don't know their name till they die. And then now they, because they die, like they have to die to be these like representations for us or these like, I don't know. Yeah. They become legendary in mm-hmm. that way or they become, I think that's but they can only so do it in death. Exactly. They and couldn't do it in life. See, right? And I could I could so imagine. And I think even them as characters in the film, Queen and Slim, this like name will be will, will like speak for an idea more than it does like the people. Like it will speak to a feeling. And I think that's what a lot of these people that we've lost do too. Like it speaks to it represents rage, it represents injustice, it represents a lot of other things, but it doesn't represent the humanity as much. So to be able mm-hmm. to watch this film and to see something so human as like a love blossom mm-hmm. just added so much so much so many more layers to these two figures. Yeah. Like and I think that that's what I held on to the most was like them as people and their like blossoming romance. Like I but was then obsessed what- with their love obsessed yeah what made me kind of sad though and like reflect on reality was the like the toxic cycle that you know racism cause causes like the when the young boy Mm. kills the black cop who you know really wasn't gonna hurt him he was just like yo get out of here you know you can't be here leave but all the kid was seeing was a guy in a blue uniform kills him they kill the kid i'm like wow this is just it's just like a tragic cycle that is actually quite realistic. I think, and I can't remember this properly. I was talking to someone about this. And they were like, he said, like, he wanted to be remembered. It, did that happen? Like, when they were having that talk by yeah, the water? by the water, yeah. Yeah, so it starts to think about, like, it, it, I guess it kind of makes you think about when people feel like they are just unseen and don't matter forever, like, Yep. I'm about to risk it all. Like he, he it, it wouldn't matter who the fuck. He was ready. He knew he what was he was ready. about to do. He was ready. He didn't care. It didn't matter if he was going to lose his life. He wanted to make a statement. He wanted to make, you know, have a legacy. And I mm-hmm. think that's a big part of the film too, is like legacy. Like how will you be remembered? That's what makes it so fire at the end when they get that mural put up for them. Mm-hmm. When he, when Slim is saying like his, his, his woman will be his legacy. Mm. Oh God, I just can't even handle it. Oh my God! I wish I had a pen and pad. Let me know if y'all remember it when like Queen and Queen. It's it's kind of like poetry, which yes. kind of reminded me of Love Jones. And I forget what she says, but she's like, "I want 
like I don't want someone I'm paraphrasing, but I don't want a guy that's like going to come in and like save the day. But I want a guy that's like going to hold my hand while I like handle my own shit. Yeah, he's like, I want she's she's like, I want him to kiss my scars and like show me that they're there or something. Yeah. Let me heal them myself or something. Yeah. Like that. I don't remember. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, what does he say? He was like, I would kiss your scars forever or something. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. OK, let's hop to the end really quickly because Shade, I feel like. I need to hear you and why why did the end make it y'all, y'all lost me because i i'm like we just not going to talk about the uncle's house that was oh let's part. go to the uncle's that house. was let's the go best to the part of house. the whole film i was like i'm gonna let them go off on their whole thing and then i'm gonna bring it back because the uncle's house made the the uncle's house and that whole experience for me made the fucking movie like, and let's shout movie, out to bokeem woodbine because that acting <laughs> he killed it he Fire. fucking killed it <laughs> Oh my god. Because like Roger. I hated him, but I also loved him, but I hated him and then I loved him. I was Gave like, you damn. That turquoise Carol- Catalina or whatever the shit was. Yeah. Like yeah, so yeah. That was legendary. That was so epic. I think that also for me, I wish that they had shown more of the characters like lives earlier on cuz I felt like it got a little bit rushed towards the end of like Oh, by the way, here's all my trauma. Blah 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 blah. Right, my uncle but killed my mom. By I mistake. was like, wait, what? Right, right, right. <laughs> but and I knew I, it was, was a mistake, so I got cinematic. him off. That was right, exactly, shit right there. exactly. And I wish that they had fleshed that out. And I think that the moment in which they did flesh that out, and you do see Queen as like a, a person and understand her trauma, understand like why she's so cold and so many aspects about her is through this story. And I think that the uncle just made it this like pivotal moment of like blackness like just family dynamic mm-hmm. like just so oh my god like she rolled up in her all-white outfit and then gave them the police knock with the back of the fist on the door like it don't even matter how fucking chic i'm looking right now i still got this fuck boy ass cousin uncle that lives <laughs> right. in new orleans with right i'm a lawyer and i got this him. hood ass uncle yeah but all the women oh my god let's talk about india Moore in there Wait, which one was Angel Moore? Let me. Oh, she's fuck. gorgeous. What so is she? Gorgeous. She's from she was Pose. sounded like she had like a Spanish accent. Or they, they might go by they to be honest. Um, oh, is she um, a trans them. woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. From Pose. And wow. Somebody was saying like, shout out to Lena for putting India Moore in the film to play playing a cis woman. Like that is so amazing. Like that you don't have to just see India Moore playing a trans woman. And India was like, let it be known, I do not play cis women. Just because it, my the gender of the, the character in the, in the film wasn't named doesn't mean that that person was not trans. Wow. Or gender non-binary. I'm not with the erasure. Mm. But yeah, India Moore is fire. And every time they speak, the voice is so like slow and like, I don't even know, like cinnamon tea. I don't know. Like that scene where they're lighting the car on fire. And they're all just kind of chilling there. It was so sick. And that yeah. like gloomy so sky. The cinematography like, was fire. Just everything. The cinematography, the cutting of the hair, the undoing of the braids, like all mm-hmm. of that just like gave me all the feels and the colors. Like that, like that made the fucking movie in my opinion. So you opinion. like that transformation, like, like when they become queen and slim? I think so. And I think it's just because you start to, you start to peel back a little bit. Cause like in the movie, you're like, 
I feel like everyone was like so stressed because it's like you're going, 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 going. And then you get this moment of like, whew, you kind of get it in the juke joint when they're like dancing. But at the same time, it's still a little tense because it's like. Who could bust up in here? You don't know them people. Exactly. And to Chelsea's point, like, why, why are you here? Like, why did you stop here? Whereas like. In my opinion, the uncle's house is like the epitome of the safe haven and yeah. know, provides for them with like it's the money family. and the clothes. And yeah. I know. I was like, what outfit is she going to find in this whole house? Bro. <laughs> and then just how perfectly. Whole house. Like, I'm going to like mismatch two different kinds of like animal prints and it's going to be See, I be trying to do that. It looked fire. And then fire. Did y'all peep as soon as she changed her clothes and cut that hair? Why Shorty was strutting across every yes. scene? Them yes, yes, swinging. Everywhere. Yes, when they revealed her hair, and he was like, "Wait!" and like she walks into the room, I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, bitch, this is not a runway, but also right. you look fucking incredible." And like I think her that's bone structure. This is realistic. Wow. Like, how are you coming out looking so fucking sexy right now? Y'all just bad bitches now because you cut your hair. But right. I love it. I'm like, bitch. Um, why did you ever have them braids? I know. Damn, she looked so fucking good. And my one of my favorite moments when they lay down in bed and she rubbed his head and she's like, I'm rubbing your head for good luck. I <laughs> melted. That was so fucking cute. I died. Oh, this film. I But when when she first started saying when she said he owes me, referring like mm. saying her uncle owes her, I really thought that he had like like sexually molested her or something. Mm-hmm. That's like the first place my head jumped to. And then I was like, whoa, this story is intense. He killed your mother? <laughs> Damn. That was just like, whoa, didn't see that coming bit right. much. But like, sure. But yeah. then also like she got gets him off because she's like, I know it was an accident. Exactly. And I feel like that hasn't really been flushed out that much. But to me, I saw that as, you know, once again, it's kind of. It's kind of the relationship between the black man and black woman. I feel like black women always take care of black men, you know, like, yeah, like make sure that they're good, like because we know that the world's going to fucking shit on them. So we got to take care of them. And that's how I felt about because I really think that Queen at the end of the day, she could have walked away from that whole situation with the cop. I think she could have been fine. Damn. Yeah, because she didn't kill him. She didn't do nothing. That's true. That was evidence of a black woman being like, I got to, you can't do yourself right now. I'm about to do it clearly because you're going to be fucked. And I was with you and I feel like I have to, or I don't know the whole psychology behind it, but she was like, I'm going to ride for you completely. That's true. Because like, I don't know this nigga. He killed a cop. Bro, I'd be like, oh my God. I'm so. Uh, uh, like, I Who told you to do that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but also, like the cop, the cop shot at her, and who knows what he was aiming right. for? He hit her in the leg, but, but what if yeah. he killed her? Like you know, technically, this man, he also didn't have to pick up the gun and shoot her. You know what I'm saying? Shoot the cop in no, defense of not, her. He did not have to do that, right? But that's what made it seem like he was riding for her, right? Too. They were riding for each other. Completely. Ah, oh, my heart is just like getting. But about it. What would this have even escalated if she had not gotten out of the car? No, there it was wouldn't a have. moment when that happened. He was like, You was getting out the car. Yeah, he said that. But also, mm-hmm. like, she's a lawyer and she knows yeah. what this man is doing is illegal. Yeah. Like everything he's doing is illegal. You don't expect that the cop is gonna just start shooting. No. I mean, yeah, no. 
I don't know. For me, I was like, I can already tell that this cop is irrational. Like he's not like he's looking for a target in a way. Y'all have never gotten buck with a cop? Absolutely not. I got buck with a cop. We we literally let a cop search the whole fucking car with drugs in the car. And I was like, well, that same thing happened just like that. Basically the same ass shit. She could have went real left. No, like, remember when we were driving from um, Pennsylvania oh, and yeah. I got we got pulled over because I was speeding and Glenn's drunk ass was in the back talking about he's fucking racist. This cop <laughs> is racist. I was like, Glenn, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you were like actually. Well, speeding. that sounds no, like a we drunk Glenn over. moment. Yes. Yeah, we were pulled over in the Hamptons and we were nobody was speeding. Nobody was doing nothing. And this man tore open our whole car, opened the trunk. My purse was in the back seat. Opened the purse, went through my all my shit. One of our uh, did you get his badge number? Nope. One of our associates popped off a little bit, but we none of us said shit. We just sat on the side of the road while he fucking tore our whole car apart. She was wild. We should have got his fucking badge number. You're right. Yeah, but like I already yeah. knew what it was. I already knew that like he pulled us over because we were driving black. while black. So and I wasn't that's... even going to escalate the situation because I'm with two black men and I don't need to be like popping up at the mouth to make the situation worse for them. Because I know me, if I get pulled over, anything happens to me, Sabrina, Stephen, Blackwood, everybody's coming to the Hamptons and get me out of jail. But I don't know these two men and I don't know their circumstances. So I'm not going to pop off to make shit worse for them. That's my perspective. Yeah, I think it goes two ways, though, because like I remember when you know, all the ice roundups were happening. And like, there are certain laws that people were sharing on like Instagram and Facebook. And while we laugh at social media activism, a lot of this information was correct. And, you know, got a lot of people out of situations like, hey, legally, you cannot do this. And it kind of, you know, lets the officer know that you know your rights. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But so I sometimes think- it goes, to, it, I agree with you, it goes two ways because you can have that irrational, crazy officer who's like, oh, this little nigga thinks she's smart. Mm, exactly. And that's but exactly that- what it was. And, and it's yep. not like if we were in broad daylight. Like this shit was at, well, I'm t- our, not our scenario, in the Queen and Slim scenario. Like you see it's like pitch black, nobody's outside, which was also very strange because I'm like, what time was this date? Was this Ohio, two o'clock in the morning? Ohio. Like, what's happening? Ohio, and the well, streets Ohio, are just fucking Stop. empty. Ohio, so I'm Ohio, already shook. <laughs> well, can I give you a little information? Because uh, Melina explained it. You know, obviously Lena wrote the script, but Melina pictures, you know, it, like yeah. interprets it right. And she said she loves scouting, whether it's for a music video or whatever. She needs to, needs to go to the places, feel the vibes, blah blah blah. And she said she was on that road. A man in a white Honda Accord was being pulled over. Mm. And she knew right then that that was slim. Mm. And so this is something that actually really happened. And she said nobody else was on the road. It was crazy. Mm. She was only there because she's scouting for locations mm. for, for the film. Oh, and he was in a white Honda Accord. And the man oh. who got pulled over in real life was in a I'm white crying. Honda Accord. And she actually looked up information on that road. And it was like a very popular road for black people to be pulled mm. over on. Mm. So well, it was there real. You go there. There was so much care in that whole thing. You know, I wanted to scale back a little bit. We were talking about like social media. I what I loved about the film though was that it was a and, and I think we're talking about things that didn't necessarily seem plausible, right? Because it sort of operated in its own world and its own bubble. Because they kept sh- they kept shutting out 
the world. Like if they, if anything ever came on the radio that was about them, they would cut it off. Came on the TV, cut it off. They had no phone, mm. so they're not engaging with it. So everything is happening. They're creating the narrative for themselves, and they're able to. That's why they're able to have these moments where they can be like super present and stop to go to a juke joint or hop on a horse or do all this kind of shit. But I loved that there wasn't this like presence of like the internet and all that shit, like making it noisy. Cause that's what yeah. everyday life feels like. Right. And we got to just watch them be right. I just loved that. Yeah. Like that's what was so dope when they would get to these places and people are like, we know exactly who you are. And they're like, you do confused. Yeah. Like what? Like y'all they're are fucking famous. With that. Yeah. They're focusing on survival and, and living. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That was like, so so sick to me it it almost threw me off to watch the scene with the boy and the cops and the protests and stuff like I didn't even really want to go there but something someone said to me that was interesting was that was like it, it's interesting that they pair like to parallel those the scene with the protests and them like having sex bomb ass sex scene right yeah like they're still living they weren't trying to start a riot they weren't trying to like start a, a, a revolution they were trying to live when they went on that date. They were trying to go home. They're still trying to go home. They're still trying to get safe, whatever. And life yeah. is happening. And, like, they didn't realize they had, like, started a whole shit. Um, I, I watched an interview with Lena, and she said that, that the purpose for that was to show that, like, we have to be more careful with the kinds of, like, messaging that we give to the youth. Which, mm. I'm like, I mean, I guess. I also <laughs> interpreted, interpreted it as... Even, like, in our, like, best moments, like, as black people, there's just always, like, this, like, uh, I don't know the word, not negativity or, like, mm. oppression or, like, yes. um, like this, like, weight on us. Love like, we're like trying look. to fuck right now. Right. And there's this, there's still the weight of, like, racism and that's our not actions, going anywhere. Quote, unquote. Right. Fuck and yeah. this weight of, like, police brutality and, like, a little boy being shot and a... A, a black cop being shot who honestly like from my point of view he was doing his job he wasn't trying to hurt that boy yeah um and so yeah it was just like you can't even get a moment like you got a moment and then it went cut to them you know fighting at the protest you got a moment of them making love and then it cuts to him shooting a black cop like it was like damn like we can't even have a fucking love scene in peace bro well, I was, again, this interview I was watching, Lena said, to be black is beautiful, but it's also traumatizing. And I thought that was, like, a really interesting thing to say. I just wonder mm. if you all relate to that personally. That might be a mm. charged kind of question to ask. Yeah, But I've been thinking is. a lot about my privilege, and, like, I don't know that that all... When I think about trauma and the way that trauma is... is depicted in this film it's it's next level i mean again we sort of talked about the ending a little bit but like you're seeing people be fucking shot like littered with bullets but yeah i think that that's the kind of balance that you're speaking to that she was trying to show like yeah i don't know i always say being black is like being schizophrenic oh that is more accurate yeah like it's like like you always have to play a role depending (laughs) on like where you are you know you have to and even around black people like there's always just like a role like 
Like, I feel like white people just to get to be themselves. Oh, oh, brings me to another point. Mm-hmm. When Queen and Slim are having a conversation, yes. he's like, oh, are you a good lawyer? And she's like, I'm an excellent lawyer. And mm-hmm. he's like, why do black people always got to be excellent? Like, why can't we just be ourselves? And I really understood that because I was like, in, and you know, I want to be more excellent. And that's just, I don't know if that's, Sometimes I don't know if that's healthy or if that's normal or if that's just our generation of like, I don't know. Like we're on the chase. Yeah, we're on the chase. And like also just being a black person, you can't just be your like you can't really just be yourself completely. Like you just have to like be the best at everything. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. In that moment, my coworker and I who like saw the film together, she's also black, looked at each other and was like, but what if she just is excellent? And we were like, nobody's excellent, Shadi. Yeah, and she's not. She's trying to be. Yeah, I don't think okay. that. I don't, believe in, I don't believe in excellence. Or you could do something excellent, and the next day you might not want to do shit and make a mistake. And like nobody's excellent all the fucking time. You could be excellent and make mistakes. Oh, I, I believe that she could be an excellent lawyer. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with her making that statement. I, I mean, say. but she's obviously. I mean, I don't want to say obviously not an excellent lawyer, but she talks about how her in her case she just lost. The man is being put to death. But I think my point is just like being black. I wouldn't say it's traumatizing. I would say it's like being schizophrenic. I love like that. always trying to just. You I don't know. love that, but I. I, I mean, I don't. Yeah. I that, and and there is a trauma with that schizophrenia in some situ, situations. But I yeah. do. I, I we were talking about this actually recently when we were in Mexico City. I'm like, I feel like I'm. Just, in a state of paranoia oftentimes. And I think that part of that is there's some trauma. Is it related to your to blackness? That. Like I'm in a state of paranoia in the world. Like I'm just like, who's looking at me? What are these white people? Like I just, mm. I'm just be like, on, I'm just on edge. Like you're just always looking around. You're just always like ready. You're just ready. I'll be ready. But yeah. Like even yeah. if I'm at a fucking if I'm at a protest and there's cops around, I feel like I'm my head is on swivel in a different Always. way than my white friends. Completely. Completely. But yeah, that I think that's a really interesting point in thinking about that in terms of that scene. Um, and then, oh, you were talking about the cop and I wanted to give some love to that fucking black man cop that let them go. Woo! Woo! Oh, yes. Langston! Langston! Yes. Cutie too was a cutie. When he first started talking, I was like, "What is this little white man ass accent you got going on here, sir? Not <laughs> sure about you. You seem sus." And then he start he checks that white cop like three times in a matter of sentences. Don't call me boy. Right. Don't tell me and, what I heard. <laughs> right. And I even think that was another. Here's another example of this cop doing the most, trying to be an excellent cop. Right. Right. And, you know, even in his excellence, like he heard a fucking noise. He's going to check on the noise. That's what a good cop would do. Right. Even in his excellence, he's like, yo, fuck this. Because y'all don't even you're not even respecting how good of a cop I'm being right now. I heard a noise in the area where we have our suspects. We need to go check on that noise. Right. And then he lets them go. And then he lets them go. I saw two deers in the bush. And yo, that made me think again. Fuck, like part, I, you know, I just said I love how we didn't have to hear all the kind of like le- rhetoric around them as people like in the news and shit. But I'm so curious, kind of like if someone were to imagine what people were saying outside of them, what it would have sounded like. Like, what is that cop thinking when he lets them go? 
Like, what is he absorbing? What are they saying, like, in the um, fucking, I was going to say the courthouse, whatever the shit is called, precinct, where he's like, fuck mm. all y'all. I'm right. letting them go. Or, like, you know, how much shit has he absorbed before this instance happened? But he yeah. let them the fuck go. It was like God was on their side the whole damn time. And also, to be noted, when she jumps out the window, I love how she jumps out the window and she gives him the, the note, like, you got to bend your knees and roll. And then she and he's like freaking the fuck out. Right. And he does it perfectly and she fucks her whole shit up. Yeah. And then he Damn. pops her arm back in and he pops her arm back in and he's like, I know how strong you are. I know you're this. I know you're that. I died. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. died. That was fucking beautiful. And then. Yeah. So now they're almost there. They're almost mm-hmm. at the at freedom. So they're headed to the Florida Keys. Headed there. And then what happens, Sade? What the fuck happens? <laughs> Sade probably was asleep at that point. I know. I'm time. like, why is it so, then what happened, Sade? Because he's well, talking about the ending. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, oh, because I, cause I like the way it ended. Yeah, I mean, the number one, I like, come on. That nigga was obviously selling him out. Who was he on the phone with? He was on the phone oh with nobody. Oh my god! You couldn't hear nobody speaking in the phone back then. <laughs> and I thought for Wait, sure that Wait, so you knew from then? I knew, knew from then. I knew from then. That was another reason why I felt like the movie was. I I gave it a an eight because there were like predictable moments. Like when she's like, "Oh, I need to turn around." I was like, "Oh, she's going to the mother's grave. This is a waste of time." And oh like, my god! When she got all sad and she saw. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, "Oh, okay." It's a movie. Cliche. It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. I know, but I was like, was I didn't think moment. that nigga turned them in. Oh, especially I, when he was like, he literally, you know, made the point of saying this, and even still, I'm confused. Why he needed to say this, knowing he was going to turn them in, right? He didn't have say to what? say that, you know, you guys, oh. you know, I really love what y'all doing. You gave niggas something to believe in. Because I, I, like, I think he believes that. And in the same breath, he could still sell niggas out. I think that's the dichotomy. <laughs> I agree. I yeah, he's accurate. a Gemini. Not a no, Gemini. I think that's facts. I think that's facts. I think he's he an like, overseer. I, I, I believe I would never do that. Stand for, but you can't really believe in anything I stand for because I'm going to sell you out. But like, in principle... But this money, though, matters to me more because I live in this trailer. And okay, so do we think he's a bad? Do we think folk. he's a bad guy for selling them out? Yes, he ain't shit. Shade. He a snitch, snitch, snitching ass bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say Shade bad what? guy. He like did I've, a bad he thing. A ass bitch. I was like, okay. A You're a fucking foul as fuck. You just sent two black people to their death, it's right? But also, here we are again, America. The you know the foot on the black man's neck. Look where this nigga's living. I know. I'm like, he lives in that trailer park. No, like he has no money, and like, you know, our country is extremely capitalistic. No, if you have no is. money, you have nothing. You know, so and I was just like, his decision is bigger than him. Like he had no, not that he had no choice, but like, maybe in his mind he had no choice. And yeah, uh, it was so painful to see though. It was so seeing that. him count that money. I was like, and you sitting there counting it, right? But I that was the best. Not, not weeping, like I would be best. weeping. You no, know I'm saying like they oh, had to right, show him like that. They had to show him like, oh well, got the money, we good. I think that's such a realistic portrayal of like we talk about like this film was like set out to be this black ass film and it shows us in all of our beauty. It would be like, you you need the complication of being able to see us also as human enough to mm-hmm. 
play each other. Because that's so human. Yeah, it's human, it's right? Up. The good and bad, just like the yeah. uncle. He's beating women, but right. also taking like care of his niece. And he's so lovely. Like, you love him at the same time as much as you see him being trash. Right. Yeah. Well, you want to know, I was listening to Lena, and so that last, the guy who sold them out, that was supposed to be a white man. Oh, shut And Melina changed it. It was supposed to be this white guy that was like, kind of like a culture vulture. So like oh, a white dude with I gold did. teeth. Yes. With gold teeth and like mad ghetto, da da da, da and he would have sold them out. No, nah, that would have been a different. It would have been a different vibe, right? Yeah, I definitely think having a black person. Yeah. yeah, a black person turned them in was it made it hurt that much more for me. Yeah, is that the part of the ending that you that you really liked, Shade, or was it the the scene where they get to the plane? I they think don't get to the plane. Well, like, yeah, but I think the whole thing, the if they had made it, it would have been like, oh, come on. Like, for real. Like, they had I to die. I thought they were going to make it. I no, would have. I, I would not have been mad die. if they made it. I thought it was going to cut to them walking on Havana, like in a street in Havana. I have no problems with that. And they were linked up with um, Asada and just. Exactly. Because <laughs> it has happened. I, right. I know it has happened. It's not like it hasn't happened. Now, I would like to know about these, like, you know, underground communities of black radicals that did some shit and made it. They say Tupac is there. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> I, I believe it, too. Right? And he's and chilling like, been, fuck y'all. Part two now. Now we in this secret society of black radicals and fucking, you know, vigilantes and shit. Which also, But I think also it just pissed me off. Why do they have to kill her? Yeah, why did what was she that? doing? What was she doing that Yo, they had to kill her? She was literally standing there. They were holding hands. It was the most they were holding hands. I was like, why Nobody do you need to shoot her right now? At all, because they didn't come forward, because they didn't like show that they were being, so that they were surrendering. But why her first? But like, uh, if it was a white person, they would have took them to Burger King and then to the jail. <laughs> they really a la Dylan Roof. Cars, like them people was about to bomb something. They just wanted to live. Yeah. The whole thing is about them wanting to live. The ending pissed me off. I didn't like the ending. That's why people walked out. Yeah, I was was like, no. Really? Fuck out. People were tight. Like, this shit got me tight. Like, you took us on this. (laughs) Yeah, they were pissed. So people really thought they was going to make it. I don't know. Okay, this is two things, right? So we were tight, and then people were like, this is trauma porn, speaking of trauma. Like, why do we consider mm. continue to see black people being killed? But I also think, like you said, Shade, like, were they going to live? It also ends like, oh, what was that movie? Reservoir Dogs or something like that? I think it's Tarantino. I'm not sure. But, like, they, this, this big heist happens, and all the dudes at the end get shot the fuck up, and it just... There's no way that, like, in or was the one with Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett? Exactly, like they have to die. Like, it's set it off. Yeah, set it off. Like, it's by like that is the the formula in these kind of movies, you know. But we can't kind of see beyond that because we got. I think we got. I got so attached to them, at least. Like, I I just was like, they're they made it. I was like, they made it. They fucking did it. Like, you you know, they could have not like if it wasn't for that black cop, they could have not if it wasn't for this, 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 this. But they did it. And then they just got shot. And then I just saw the cops come in. And I was like, wait, what? What? I was boohooing in the theater. It was humiliating. Like literally (laughs) sobbing. Boohooing. Oh, my gosh. 
it was crazy. I was like, wow. I was sobbing. Like, I couldn't handle it. I was so sad. Because by then, I was just so in love with them. I wanted them to see. I wanted to see what would have happened for them. And then that scene where she's, like, about to go to sleep. First of all, to talk about his strength a little bit. I love how he kept staying awake and letting her sleep. Her sleep. Sacrificing Mm -hmm. a lot for her. Giving him his sweater and shit. And she asks him to tell him tell her a story and story. He tells that story about like how babies are born. I was mm-hmm. so convinced I'm like, oh, cause she's pregnant. This she's prego. That, that would have been wild. Well, I she was like, my period didn't come. Oh <laughs> my god. Like, oh, <laughs> I love well, how y'all was making it a whole a right. Exactly. I was like, y'all was making this a whole thing. I was like, these niggas gonna die at the end. No, I was like, there's a baby on the way. <laughs> right, they're gonna have a baby in Cuba. Speaking oh Spanish. That's what I thought. That's what makes it so heartbreaking when they die. I didn't think that they were gonna. But die. I also felt like it was a circumstantial love, like like. That's it wasn't... what my friend said, which I was like, "Don't tell me that." Yeah. But that is a, does that that is well. Everything love is, is circumstantial real. love. Oh. Oh shit! I'm I'm dead silent. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, everything has to do with like your proximity to people and like like mm. I, like. There could be someone that you fucking would vibe with a million percent right now in Uganda. You're not going to meet him. Do you know what I'm, Like, unless you, you, I don't know. I don't really, I kind of believe in fate, but then I also believe in like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Okay, Anyways. I'm kind of hearing where you're going. Like, I mean, yeah, love. They were it, put in this situation you, you and they found love. They could have found hate. Sometimes too, where you are at that time in your life, what you need. How you hurt a person, how yeah. someone connects with you, how you see them, all that kind of stuff. Like your love, or how you don't with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're in a position to even connect with them, she was in a position to connect right. with them better. Once she had like let go of a lot of shit that was holding her back, that was that was holding her back when they first met on their date or whatever. But I did not. But I people in reviews are saying like that their date was like super fucking awkward and they had no chemistry. I think they had some little chemistry on that first date. I thought it was cute. They were like playing. Not that much. And they even say it. They said that they, I think either he or she is like, I wouldn't have gone on another date with you. No, they do say that. But I I don't know. I kind of saw it. I thought it because he was eating off her plate and stuff. And then people were like, that is so ridiculous. Why would she eat you off her plate? disrespectful <laughs> where do you see these reviews <laughs> she was on uh the shade room Abby, right in the she was in the shade room comment i stepped into the shade room on gossip <laughs> i don't know I, I damn you gonna say it's circumstantial love i mean that love would have lasted i feel like though. if you they wanted to love under mm, that circumstance no and that's and that's why i was like they have to die because i couldn't envision it going further than that i feel like that really? was like the pinnacle moment like that death and like what that represented and everything they were talking about in legacy that's why i was well, yeah. like oh they're about to die i like that too because like they're not like that but like they become martyrs and then they become sort of again like an idea like a representation like they died in that moment before you could see it go elsewhere but they died when they were deeply in love fighting to live and they were fucking buried together in a church even though she said she was an atheist and then they get this beautiful mural. Ugh. And that funeral scene when all these people are looking dripped the fuck out. The uncle in that fucking fur ass black. Uncle gave me life on. yet again. He is an icon. Also, I, not 
like it was very interesting that she said he went to Iraq and it fucked his shit up. That was an interesting little note. Cause he was tripping. He was mad. Talk about paranoia. Wait, who who was in the wait? Who was in the military? The uncle had gone to Iraq and that's why he was tripping. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's why he was like on one. And that's why she was like, I knew it was an accident, I'm assuming. Yeah. Cause he yeah, yeah. That movie Damn. was so fire. Literally, after I watched it, I couldn't sleep the night that I watched it. I couldn't fucking sleep. I kept thinking about them. I kept thinking about them. I fuck, I, I think I want to go see it again. It was fire, but it was also, like, fantastical to me. I agree. I'm like, yeah, but, I'm like, okay. you liked it that much? You would go yeah, see I it again? Yeah, And I thought it was beautiful. Like, yeah. just, if it was, it was like, no words, it was gorgeous. It was, yeah. every single frame was a photo. And mm-hmm. I think because, yeah, it was fantastical. But, like, the way you watch a movie where you just get lost in the world that it creates, like, it, it made a world. And I don't, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind, like, going back to that world. Right. Like, I had to look at it outside of reality a little bit. Yeah. And then yeah. it was, at the same time, it was very realistic. Like, in a lot of just ways. It, in situ- yeah, this is just what black people are dealing with now. Mm. Round of applause. Yeah. Tens. I would love, I can't wait to see what is going to happen with these Oscars. People are saying it's, you know, definitely going to get Oscar noms, but also go down as like one of the quintessential black films. Yeah. Like it's in the canon. And shout out to two black women being responsible for this. Hell yeah. You know what? I didn't want to bring this up because people are like, this is divisive. And I somewhat agree. Are you going to say, would it work if Queen were light skin? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> it would not have. <laughs> yes, it would have. That's ridiculous. That's ridic- That's a ridiculous statement. No, it okay. would have worked, maybe. It would have worked. But it just would have about- had y'all. What? Just what? Something about. Salty the- bitches, man. No, no, no. The, vi- the, 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 just the visual, something about it was, it's just different. It's just different. It's just, it was, it hit harder. But they're both British. Right. The British shit, people are tight about. How do y'all feel about that? I'm not really tight about it. I feel like even in other countries, black people have a lot of shared experiences. Yeah. Especially in other mostly white countries. Yeah. I feel like they did their fucking thing and those acting chops are on point. So I I, I, I can't say nothing. Yeah. They killed the it. top boy. They fucking killed it. <laughs> they killed... Daniel... I don't know. What is his last name? Kalua. Kalua? Yeah. Kaluga? It's a G in there, right? Daniel Kalua. Kalua? Yeah. That man is iconic. Yeah. Why is his eyes so red, though? I was going to say, with them um, yellow eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I think he might have a disorder. I'm not even kidding. He might have like, no. a, lot of, a lot of iron in his body. Oh, oh. But if you watch his interviews, he's cool as fuck. You know, he's from the projects. Dope as fuck. He literally is top boy. Yeah. I forgot those names of the places, the the, the, like British projects. The compound or those places. I am obsessed with him. Yeah. (sighs) It's kind of fine. Might have to go. But yeah, is it weird that we have these? I mean, I don't think so. What do you all think? These British people depicting African American, you know experience I have no problems with it no I don't like that doesn't matter great acting great great acting acting. great acting 
I'm like, it's so hard for me to critique films because I just don't, they're just not my thing. So like, I can't even <laughs> get into the whole, like, it's gonna go down in history and this and that and like all this stuff. But I don't know. I feel like they did it for the culture. It had great social commentary. It was beautifully shot and like. It was a ride. It just had just beautiful moments. I wish I could have watched that. I would not go see love. that again, though. Like, I thought about it because I was like... Oh, I would see it again. I was like, damn. Like, if someone was like, oh, I want to see it with you, I'd be like, nah. Because I would be bored. I genuinely think I would be bored knowing how everything plays out. The only part I would want to see again is the uncle's house. <laughs> <laughs> the uncle... Yo, when they, there were all these little shots where they're sitting by the pool that were so fire. The uncle's house was lit. And when they pull into New Orleans, it's so crazy because they start playing like bounce, bounce. But they, I think they play like a little bit of Solange in the beginning. And you think that like, yeah. I just wish that they, they, they could be there under different circumstances. Like I could, wish I could just watch them be on a road trip. And it just wasn't. I, won't <laughs> right. lie, I, I took my phone out at one point in that movie, though. You would. That when Like I looked Wait, at my you took phone. Your... Like I looked at my phone. <laughs> Oh, ew, I cannot go to a movie with you. That's I did. Gross. I don't know why. Oh, I, I like, thought you were recording. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I did find myself, like, look at my phone for a minute, and then I was like, shit, why am I on my phone? Like, But I have I have problems, like, staying focused. But I'm thinking about you saying you were bored. I'm like, damn. I wouldn't say bored. Were you bored watching it? Or you would say you would be bored the next, like, watching it again? I'd be bored if I saw it again. There were moments that I felt were unnecessary that I didn't need. I guess, like, for me, I would have told the story differently. So I kept just envisioning the way I would have. How would you have told it? Done it? Yeah, what would you have changed? I think that there are a lot of chunks in it that, like, just were unnecessary. And I would have liked to almost, like, flesh out their backstories a little more in a way. Like, maybe just more dialogue between them. Um, Not even flashbacks, but just, like, more dialogue between them um, and those moments while they're, like, driving or something. I don't know. Like, I, I wish, like, I wanted to know more about him and his relationship with his parents. Like, why do you have to call his dad so bad? Like, I mean, oh, I, I got Those that. are his parents. No, yeah. of course, of course. <laughs> I totally get that. But, like, I want to understand, like, like, showing that, I don't know, I feel like. They set it up in this way in which you think that she's this like privileged little black girl when really she's like fucked up. She has like all this trauma, poor -hmm. relationship with her mom. Like then her mom dies in this way. And then you see him and you think, oh, okay, he's just like run of the mill guy. But like, what's the relationship with like his parents and his family? I think he was like very like godly at home with his parents. Yeah, Yeah. you could tell because he immediately is like, let's go to my parents house. Yeah. I feel like you could connect those dots. You got to be a smart viewer. Of course you can connect <laughs> An active dots, listener. But I feel like that would have added more. Like, I didn't need some of the those moments that I was like, okay, this is just this is just great cinematography. This is, just oh, looks really pretty. Wait. But I could have had more One of my friends said it looked like a music video. Storyline. Like, it did look like a music video. They just got a bunch of music and it looks nice. I mean, that outfit Damn. was ridiculous. If you were really on the run, you asses put on a sweatshirt and sneakers. <laughs> not a find no body con dress and, in the whole and house. high heels. The, and I'm like, that would be hard. You'd be hard pressed to find. Come on, hoes wear sweatshirts too. Have to have, like, some like please. They're not always in body con dresses. But that's, what but, I, that's the fantastical element of it. And like, I wish I would be on the run. 
dressed like that. So that right. when we do get that picture, that one photo of us, that's how we look. I love how she he said, take a picture of us. That's a little mm. wild too, but like, yeah. 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 Damn, that movie is fire. I'm obsessed. And shout out to L People's Wagner's husband because he took that picture. Oh, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And Shiona Turner for doing that styling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole shit was all black. Dev Hines that did all that production the work music. with Solange like mm-hmm. back in the day and still scored the whole shit. They want him to be like the new Quincy Jones. Yes. He did custom, like, you know, did custom, I don't know the right word. Not custom, but original score, original music for the film, and then also like yes. curated. A and he's classically soundtrack. trained. Classically trained. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, yeah. Speaking of that, it just seems like there's like a like a Black Hollywood community. Yep. Um, and I I fucks with that. That's kind of cool. Come at Black Girls Texan. We got ideas. Yeah. <laughs> we got um, ideas. All ideas. right, ladies. Well, that's all I got for Queen and Slim. That's all I got too. I mean, I probably have some more, but we're going to stop there. But definitely, I would say, definitely, if you have not seen it and you just listened to through this and we ruined the whole film for you, you're a dumbass because we said that there were spoilers. But if you don't care about the spoilers, <laughs> oh, go <Lord>. see the movie. <laughs> yes. Go see the movie, guys. It's like, it was good. I loved it. I fucking loved it. Loved, 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 loved. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.